0: everyone. Welcome to my podcast hosted by me, Judy Kobsar. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Greetings, health seekers. Welcome to the Master Your Thoughts podcast. I am Judy Kobsar, and today's episode is on messes, messy messes. All right. Now, why master your thoughts? Why master your thoughts podcast? Because everything that we think leads to what we manifest in our life. Our thoughts lead to the decisions that we're going to make. The decisions that we make affect what comes into our life or what stays out of our life. Now, yes, there's chance and there's happenings and situations and occurrences. They're going to come in anyway, but the things that we can control with the decisions that we make, they start with our thoughts. So mastering your thoughts is going to lead to you mastering your life. That's why the master your thoughts podcast. Also, I wanted to let you know that, um, we are on now several different platforms, of course, Apple and Spotify, but other podcasting platforms soon to be on YouTube. We're on Facebook. So thank you to all of our listeners. Please share this like comment, subscribe, all of those things, because really there are so many people out there that could use this kind of content, this kind of a connection, this kind of, of a unveiling of something that maybe nobody's ever talked to them about. So share it, share it. If it speaks to you, because if it speaks to you, it's going to speak to somebody else. All right, let's get into it. Messy messes. So here's the deal about messes. We encounter messes in our life we create messes in our life messes come into our life but i want you to think about when you were little okay when you were little you were messy all the time at least i was unless you were one of those kids that was just like not messy at all well i was messy you know your face is messy your room is messy your hands are messy you've got dirt under your fingernails when you play outside when you help your mom in the kitchen you're 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 making a mess in the kitchen right like we're messy when we're kids Well, it doesn't really bother us when we're kids. It only starts to bother us when we get older, when we're kids, it's like, it doesn't hurt us. It doesn't harm us. And we also eventually clean those messes up that we make pretty quickly. Like your mom's not going to let you go out and play. If the mess in the kitchen is still there, you're not going to get to hang out with your friends if you don't clean your room, right? Like, I mean, I do that with my kids. So it's not a big deal when we're younger, messes don't really hurt us, but when we're older the messes that we do not tend to that either we make in our life or came into our life those messes that we don't clean up those messes can actually end up hurting us and and i want you to think about this like you know when we're little what if you didn't wash your face when you were little okay like if your mom never said wash your face and you know you ate like I don't know, pie. And then you had peanut butter sandwich and then you went out and you played and you got dirt in it. And then just like on and on and day after day, well, that mess on your face is going to get messier. Literally stuff is going to start growing and manifesting and bugs are going to eventually come. I mean, I know I'm being gross and everything, but like, that's what would happen if you didn't clean up the mess on your face. Well, I'm using that as an analogy to the mess in our lives. So, as we get older, if we do not clean up the messes that are in our life, if we just keep moving on and pile emotional mess after emotional mess, physical mess after physical mess, financial mess after financial mess, like if we just keep moving on and those messes pile up and we don't attend to them, they're literally going to grow hair and manifest into chaos. So, I want to talk about, you know, what happens when we don't clean those messes up, what it can lead to, but then also share with you the beauty that it leads to when we do look at those messes and we do clean it up. So today we're going to be talking about three different kinds of messes. Okay. There's lots of different kinds of messes, but for sake of time and for sake of focus, I'm going to be focusing on three different kinds of messes today. So I'm going to just launch into the hairiest, dirtiest, messiest one first. And that is the mess of past mistakes. We all have past mistakes we've made. Um, this is the toughest one. This is the toughest one typically to clean up because typically this is the one that we don't want to clean up a lot of times as we get older and we just kind of let it sit on a shelf and it collects dust. And like I said, other things. So So the mess of past mistakes. Now that can have to do with regret in your life. It can also have to do with being a victim. So, so past mistakes and regret and and victimization, like maybe you were in some kind of emotionally or physically abusive relationship. um, These are mistakes, but I'm not saying that they are mistakes that you made. These are just the mistakes of life. And there's also the mistake of not being awake, of being asleep, being naive, like being naive can create amazing messes. I'm here to testify to that. So these are typically like traumatic things that happen to us in our life. And regret is like a really big one. Guilt, shame, like those are really big messes. Okay. So this mess that we've made in our life, that's very difficult to look at and oftentimes clean up. We just put it on a shelf and and then we just keep moving on. Now, what happens when we put this kind of mess on a shelf? Well, it, it's not being dealt with and it's sitting there and it's getting older and it's getting bigger and it starts to affect the way you make decisions. Because when we have things in our life that we have either done or that have happened to us and that are, are painful and icky and, and really sticky, I call them, that's going to affect our thoughts. It's going to affect what we say to people. It's going to affect what we say to ourselves and what we think to ourselves. It's going to affect the decisions that we make or the decisions that we don't make. It's going to affect whether we say yes or no to something. So this is this is an untidy mess that I want to encourage you if you have, like if this is resonating with you and if you have a mess in your life or messes, because Being vulnerable here and being transparent and honest, I've I've had several messes in my life. I I still have messes in my life. It's just the rate at which I clean them up now and look at them. So if this is making sense to you and you're like, yeah, I have I have this one mess, or you know, I have several messes. Maybe it's a financial mess. Maybe it is a relational mess. Maybe you have a relationship that's in a mess that you've just kind of like shoved to the side and you're like, I just I can't deal with that now. I, I had one. I have had a couple of those. So if you're resonating with this, then I want you to understand that you're not alone. And I'm going to take you through a story of of what happened to me in one of my many messes of my past because if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know a lot about my story and what I've been through, which is a lot. I've had a lot of things happen to me, but I've also put myself in situations that turned into messes because I was making bad decisions because I wasn't aware of my thoughts. I wasn't aware of what was going on in my head. I was asleep. I was naive. I was a victim. I wasn't honest. I was um, selfish. I mean, all these things that we go through in life, right? Because life is about growing. Okay. So, many, many years ago, I went through a divorce and from that, I felt like a failure. I felt like I failed the marriage. I felt like I failed my daughter. I felt like I failed myself. I failed him. I had a small child. I was dragging her along with me through this divorce, through the trauma of that. I was in debt. Um, I had guilt. I had depression. I was depressed. I didn't like myself. I couldn't sleep. And all of this led to literally physical stress, emotional stress and dysfunction, spiritual stress and dysfunction, financial stress and dysfunction, and relational stress and dysfunction. And when we have this much dysfunction in our life all at the same time, which I had because I didn't know how to clean up messes and I didn't know, I didn't have any mastery over my thoughts. I felt very, you know, low about myself. When we have this and we don't look at it, it's going to these things all literally manifest into disease and illness. And I went 12 years without cleaning up this mess, mess upon mess upon mess. Cause yeah, all that mess was there and it sat there, but imagine not cleaning up that mess of all those things for 12 years and then other messes that get put on top of that. So now we have the biggest mess underneath and it's affecting all the other messes. And imagine my thoughts are just not my own right? They're, they're, they're being led by guilt and shame and regret and low thinking and self-critical and being in pain both emotionally and physically, which led to me being on several medications. So anti-anxiety meds, um, I couldn't sleep. So, you know, they gave me sleeping pills, antidepressants, uh, pain for my digestive issue, because when I am in emotional stress, I start to have digestive issues. So, so this just led to mess upon mess upon mess. Okay. I didn't know that I needed to go clean up that mess. I didn't have anybody in my life speaking life over me and telling me that I needed to do things. Well, at some point during all of this, there was a couple pivotal moments. And one of them was when I realized I needed help. (laughs) Okay. That was slow. That took a long time, but I started to gather mentors. I started to read books. I started to reach out. I started to slowly like unwind this sticky mess But, you know, there was a couple of really big pivotal moments. And one of them was when I realized my mess of money, the debt I was in, that I had had, you know, I was completely asleep to money and what what was needed to live a balanced life and a stress-free life. And this pivotal moment came when I was here at the clinic and I was dealing with some kind of financial issue. This was years ago. And... I honestly don't remember clearly what happened because it was almost like I had a spiritual experience, but I was crying and sobbing and I laid down on the floor and I took myself through an exercise that I had learned from a book that I had read and a video that I had watched. And it led me to uncover that my financial thinking came from my upbringing. Okay, Um, in particular, came from my mom. Like, she had a lot of fear around money. And I grew up with that and I didn't really have a teacher with money. So we're always influenced by the things that are around us. Right. And my mom was amazing and she was great. And my parents were awesome, but they weren't perfect. Just like I'm not perfect. You know, I just kind of think about like, I hope I don't screw my kid up too much. Right. Like as parents, we do our best and we evolve and we grow and we want their life to be better than our life. And we want them to know more than we knew. Well, I had this pivotal moment where I understood that the issue of my money was all around around poverty mindset and this feeling of scarcity and this feeling of fear. And so that was a mess that I had to go in and I had to clean up. The other pivotal moment was was I was having a phone call with one of my mentors. It was raining. I was in the driveway of my house, my rented house, and I was looking at the trampoline in the yard and I was crying. And This mentor of mine just point blank said to me, Judy, if you don't, you know, get it together. And I knew what he was talking about because we had had many calls and I knew what I had to do. He said, if you don't get it together, you are going to be this same person years from now. And at this point, my oldest daughter, who she's the one who got dragged through this divorce, she was now a freshman in high school and we had. Um, you know, we, we, I had struggled financially until, you know, a certain point, but I still was not a developed human. And I wasn't the mom that I wanted to be. And basically he painted a scenario for me. He's like, if you stay where you are, your daughter is going to be in college and it's going to be spring break. And you are not going to be able to visit her because you're going to be so strapped. You're going to be strapped for money, strapped for time. You're going to be still shackled and still chained in your mindset and you're not going to be able to take spring break off and go visit her. And that was a pivotal moment for me. That that was a moment that said I have a mess that I need to clean up and it isn't just my finances, but it was my way of thinking. And and that th- those two pivotal moments really kind of blew the lid open on cleaning up my mess. Like I knew <laughs> I knew that it was time. Okay. Um, I knew that, uh, time was running out basically is what I should say. So you have to face the mess. Okay. You, you literally have to get in there and you have to look at it and you, this is what I say. I say that you have to sit in the muck, Okay, you have to get dirty. You have to go back into the mess that you created. All right. Because when you created it, it didn't feel so dirty and it didn't feel like a mess. But like you have to sit in the muck and and you have to toss around in there long enough to be able to get fresh eyes on what it is, turn the light on, shine the light on it. Watch the critters like scatter. I know that sounds gross, but literally that's what messes are right? They're alive in us. And so we have to sit in there so that we can see our way out. I'm not saying wallow in there and go back and, you know, feel all those feelings again, but like, you got to look at where you came from so that you know where you're going to go. So we have to understand that emotional messes certainly, and this is proven over and over again, and especially here at wellness method, emotional messes and spiritual messes lead to physical illness and disease. Okay. It, it just does. It's a fact. It's science. If you, if you are unsure about that, then you should be listening to Dr. Cobstar's podcast, the wellness method podcast. So look that up or call us and book a consultation because, you know, it's not easy cleaning up messes. I mean, it really isn't. And you have to get help. You know, I might say like, it's easy. You just have to sit in the muck. Yes. But you know, we all need help. We all need a mentor, a guide, a coach, some kind of support and and i was lucky to have that it's just that it took me a really long time like 12 years to do that so imagine how different my life would have been if i had cleaned that mess up in 5 years i, I always say like i'm literally 10 years behind most everybody else who's my age in some ways in some ways i'm ahead but you know it's like i'm a late bloomer because i had this 12 year span of just kind of being stuck so It isn't easy to clean up messes. I I, I give you that. I know that. I know you might be feeling that right now. You might be saying, well, you know, easier said than done. So I'm going to give you some guidance. I'm going to give you four steps to cleaning up messes. The first step is to get help. I am a big fan of counseling, you know, finding, finding some kind of counselor, some kind of trained professional. Okay. I'm not saying psychiatrist because psychiatrists are more about prescribing medications. You know, there's a time and place for medications and, and I do believe that there, there may have been a point where those antidepressants that I was prescribed maybe were helpful. I really don't know because I'm a brand new person with a brand new outlook, but I'm not saying that you should never be prescribed medications. There's a time and place for that. But counseling, counseling is powerful, whether it's spiritual counseling, marital counseling, child family counseling, you know, individual counseling, whatever that is, I'm a big fan of it. The second thing is personal development courses. Big fan of that, all right? You got to kind of find your wheelhouse in your niche, all right? I love spiritual development. I love emotional development. I love financial development and the personal development. So big fan of that. Number three, God, higher power. Big fan of that. Get over yourself. Understand that there is something that is greater than you, that if we can tap into that and have a relationship with that, that's going to move the needle too. Number four and last one is you got to focus on your physical health. Because, and this is, this is, I mean, there is a statistic from the American Medical Association, the AMA, and they say that 90% of diseases is attributed to stress. And Dr. Cobsar, you know, in our wellness method clinic for, he's been doing this 26 years. I've, I've been with him for 16 of those years, but stress, emotional dysfunction, um, mental stress, spiritual stress, like that's where it starts. And that manifests into disease and into illness. And this is what we see all the time. So that's your guidance that led me that, that kind of guidance led me to cleaning up 12 years of my mess. And it was a sticky mess. All right. My mess was very sticky, but I have to tell you, cleaning up your mess changes your thinking. And that leads to changing your life, mastering your thoughts, mastering your life. That that kind of, of approach to cleaning up my mess led me to becoming debt free. Completely debt-free. We're debt-free. Complete time freedom. Not complete, because I still have kids in school right? I'm still, I'm paying for college and um, I still have a child in, um, in the primaries or elementary, not elementary, middle school. Oh my gosh. She'll, she's just going to kill me if she hears this. I'm not in elementary school. I'm in middle school. Um, the time freedom, like really, I would say it's probably 75% better than it was. And I'm going to get there. Um, the the story about my older daughter, I can go see her anytime. Our whole family goes and sees her anytime. We spent you know, so much time down visiting her in college. Anytime I want to go, I'm there. She was sick one time. I woke up in the morning. We talked. I got in my car. I drove there, right? Like, I mean, that's that's the kind of freedom that you want to have. Um, I restored relationships with my family. I restored relationships with my friends. I mean, I literally lost all my high school connections and contacts and friends. Most of my college friends. I just kind of like cut myself off in that 12-year period. It's hard to get those people back, You know, they kind of are, we're all staying connected with each other. Well, I wasn't because I had pulled myself back because I thought so low of myself. Well, I've restored a lot of those relationships. I still have a ways to go, but there's a lot of people I would love to reconnect with from my past. Um, And then resolving my health issues. I got off all my medications and I was on five medications, and I'm healthier now than I was in my 20s and 30s, and I'm in my 50s. So, this is the results of really getting in and looking at the mess and turning the light on. And finding help in those four points of guidance. And the last thing is, is mastering my mindset. I mean, that's what I do every day is I work on mastering my mindset. Am I a complete and total master? Am I a hundred percent? No, no one is. We're not perfect. Right? So so that mastery has led me to making different decisions, and that has led my life to be manifested in a, in a very different and beautiful way. I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife. I'm a better human. I'm better for my team here at the clinic. I'm better for you know, the greater good of the world. Ah, it's just so much better. All right. So that was the first mess. Okay. The second mess we're going to talk about is the mess of awakening the mess of awareness and the mess of growth. So awakening awareness and growth, it's all kind of lines up with, with the next mess. Now you're saying, well, Jude, why is that a mess? Like awakening and becoming aware and growing? That's not messy. No, it's not messy in the way that past mistakes and regret and all that is messy, but it's messy in the way that like, there's no guidebook for this. There's no map. There's no user's manual. This is new territory right? This is unknown. So, so it's, it's a mess, right? Because you don't have the step-by-step process. You're going to do this A, B, C, and then you're going to do this one, two, three. There's no user's manual, but this mess, this mess has wings hidden under its chaos. All right. It has, it has wings that can really kind of shift your life in a massive way, And I've experienced this. We've seen our wellness partners experience this. Oh, my goodness. So this is kind of the mess of of awakening and awareness and growth that they enter into when they come to work with us at our clinic. We call you a wellness partner when you work with us. You're not a patient because we partner with you to restore your health. Okay, we can't do it for you. It's a true partnership. So this is one of the most beautiful examples of the awakening, the becoming aware and the growing that our wellness partners go through and, and they don't have a user's manual when they try to do it themselves. So they come to us and we're able to give them guidance and we're able to give them all the support that they need, right? Because we have created a system around it. We have intentionally created that, but when you're, you know, in the, in a, in a mess of awakening and becoming aware to something in your life that is new and there's kind of a pull and a desire, maybe there's some discomfort with you and you, you're are in that pre-contemplation stage that we talked about, you know, before uh, in last week's podcast, and you're not at the point yet where you found a mentor to help you. You're just going to kind of like start to figure things out on your own. Well, this is where it's, it's, I want you to be curious about it. This kind of goes back to last week's theme of change, but like this mess is glorious. And I want to tell you a story about the doc, about my husband, Dr. Bradley Cobbsar, because This story to me is the perfect illustration of how this kind of mess of growth has wings and can manifest great shift and great change in your life. So here's the deal with the doc that you might not know. And I got the okay from him to share this story. He's not quite as open about sharing his life as I am, um, but he he is getting comfortable with that on his podcast. So if you want to know more about the doc, start tuning into his podcast because he's going to start revealing things about his life. So. This is, this is when he was probably, um, I'd say 19 or 20. So he was out of high school um, and he had been kind of hooked in to not a great crowd. He was running with the wrong crowd in high school and it kind of overflowed into his, you know, graduating, like, you know, most of his class didn't graduate. Most of them dropped out of high school. He came from a small town up in Canada So, but he was also running with the wrong crowd and he fully admits that like he was doing things that he wasn't proud of as we all do in our life. Right. And, and he, he started to realize this, I think probably 1920, I may not get the ages right, but it was after high school. And he decided that he was going to pull himself out of kind of this darkness that he was in because he wasn't feeling great about his life. And he knew that he had a bigger calling and he'll tell that story one time. It's a beautiful story about how he just kind of knew, even when he was, you know, running with this wrong crowd, that there was something more for him and that kind of kept him moving forward. But he this is a self-initiated growth and awareness so there's two kinds of of this kind of mess one kind is where it kind of gets thrown on you and there's a crisis like a lot of times our wellness partners come in in crisis and they are ready to grow and become aware and awake because a crisis hit them and you know maybe they got a bad diagnosis from the doctor and that caused them to say okay you know i i need to i need to go do something that was a wake-up call for them well the doc no the doc he he's a very intentional person. He always has been. And so he inserted himself intentionally into growth, into awakening and into awareness. And this is very difficult for some people, but for him, it's not like he's, he's an agent of change. I talked about that last week. So he looked at his life and he's like, man, it's really dark. So he, Decided that he was going to completely overhaul his life. I mean, imagine what you were doing at 19, 20, 21 years old. I know what I was doing, and it was not thinking about how I could better my life. <laughs> I was having a good time, doing lots of things. So he literally found a lighter, brighter space. He he went to a country club and he noticed that, like the tennis pros, they all wore white and everything was clean and the locker rooms were, were white and pristine. And so he said, that's, that's where I need to be. I need to go from the darkness to the light. So he inserted himself in there. He ended up becoming a tennis pro teaching tennis. He wore the white clothes. He cut the hair. He completely flipped the script on his life and transformed himself. He went, he, he literally, you guys, he literally went from darkness and, and a rebel to a nerd. (laughs) Okay. And I have pictures of him, but I, I can't show them here on the podcast, but I have pictures of him wearing nerdy glasses and wearing kind of these complete kind of Docker pant things. Like, I'm not kidding you. He went from, rebel to nerd from dark to light and he got interested in health and he got interested in fitness and he got interested in being around people who who were doing something with their life rather than destroying and and kind of you know wrecking their life and wrecking other people's lives he was contributing and this is where he became interested in in the physicality and the health of the body so This mess gave him wings and, and he became studious and he became a completely different person. And then, you know, fast forward to today, years and years later, very successful functional medicine, wellness practice, helping people all across the country, restoring lives, changing the game, helping people change their life. Um, You know, that was an intentional, I'm walking in to this mess of awakening awareness And growth. So I just, I love that example. All right. So the last and final mess that I'm going to discuss, and I'm not going to discuss this one in too much depth because this one, we're actually going to talk about a little bit more in depth in next week's podcast. But this third kind of mess is the mess of creativity. Now I love this mess. And if any of you out there are artists, Dancer, painter, writer, musician, you know the mess of creativity. You know that sometimes it's the process comes from um, something that you see and then you write something down, or maybe it's that you write something down and then you end up seeing that. Like it's a messy process, this process of creation. And I love this process because. I've gotten to the point where it's happened so many times, the creative process. I used to be a dancer, choreographer, artistic director of a dance company, so I was creating dance. But then when I got into the business world, I was like, okay, how can I apply everything I learned to the creative process in the arts, right, in dance and choreography to business? And it was was a process, but again, it was a messy process, but it was this beautiful process of creativity because you're literally creating something that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. You're creating something brand new. That's messy. It's a beautiful mess. The other thing is this can come from like the doc initiating it and saying, I want to create this, or it can come from a response to something that happens. So I call it responding to a squeeze. And of course, this the the most recent and relevant squeeze that we can talk about is COVID. Like a year and a half ago, we were completely squeezed and we had to dial in our virtual offerings because we had been operating as a virtual clinic for years, but we just didn't have it like dialed and smooth and on a platform and all this stuff. So we were squeezed and we had to create this virtual offering in a very short amount of time as Many of you know, whatever business you were in, you were squeezed and had to create some kind of virtual offering. Well, this was this beautiful process that we had to figure stuff out. And I love this process because you can literally feel the mess starting to knit itself itself together at some point. And and we're going to talk about more about this. But you know, it's funny because I've watched my clinic team over the years because I've been an entrepreneur. Ever since I was in my 20s, in my mid-20s, first I was an entrepreneur in the restaurant space and then the wellness space. So I always say that I was selling alcohol before I was selling wellness. I was selling barbecue and alcohol before I was selling wellness. Um, okay. So it's it, it becomes a culture when you're in a business and when you're an entrepreneur, you're constantly creating. Like That's what entrepreneurs do. Like You have to kind of pave your way and forge your path. Well, I've watched our team get used to this creative process. And whenever anybody new comes in, I watch them, you know, be shocked at first about this process, but then understand it because I love to explain it to them and understand that at first it's really clunky and it's messy and we're all squeezed. And, and I liken it to like this dial. That's like your radiator, almost to blow a lid, like me, like we're at this point where we can't operate this way anymore. So we have to create something new. The dial is like, me, like just about to like blow off, you know, its head's going to come off. So we have to create something new and it's a messy process because we are literally creating something from nothing. And it's just so cool though, to watch our team here, like knit things together. And maybe you've experienced that like in your family, like it can be a family situation that you're creating. It can be a, a job situation that you're creating, it can be a business that you're creating, but it's just such an amazing process. And we're going to talk more about this and expand on it. And a little bit more in my next episode of master your thoughts, because I'm very excited to announce that I'm going to have a special guest on. And so I don't want you to miss this. We're just going to be having a conversation about this creative process about messes. We're going to expand a little bit more on what we talked about today in my next episode of master your thoughts. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that there was value. I hope that it was helpful. And as always, I will see you on the next episode. Have a blessed day. everyone. Thank you for listening to my podcast and I hope you will join me again next week for a brand new episode.